from the PSIA ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. What a great guest we have for you on First Chair today. Dr. Leslie, Leslie DeRosier is joining us uh, from ACL Strong. Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about knees. I just watched the movie Friday Night Lights. I'd read the book a long time ago, but there's a one of the characters in the book uh, has a horrible knee injury in high school football, and it just wrecks his career, wrecks his life. It, it seems that so many improvements have been made in that area now of science and medicine that that maybe isn't an injury that has to cause us so much damage these days? Well, you know, it's interesting because the research still shows um, that something like an ACL injury, you know, it's, it's a major, major injury, right, for, for that year of rehab or two years of rehab. But what people may not realize is that um, it does set you up for early onset degenerative joint changes. So like arthritis that happens earlier in life. And um, the statistics show that, but often what we see is people don't always rehab or recover um, to 100%, right? So whatever the injury is, they might carry deficits with them for years. I mean, it could be 15 years after a, you know, a meniscus tear or, a, an, of course, an ACL injury or an ankle, a major ankle sprain or fracture. And they don't realize it. But, you know, when they go on and go back to normal life, you tend to kind of forget about it after a couple of years and you think you're back to normal. But if you really don't resolve all of those, you know, the strength deficits side to side or flexibility or mobility or balance issues, then it can kind of creep back up and um, sort of set you up for, for earlier breakdown or more wear and tear. But, you know, the good thing about that is, and kind of what you mentioned, is that exercise can be incredibly beneficial, you know, and it's a simple thing to do. It's just a matter of doing it, you know, doing the right types of exercises and kind of progressing it, progressing you, yourself back to where you, you know, need to be for whatever your demand is, whatever your sport is. So. Um, yeah, you know, you do see that those are career-changing or life-changing injuries um, at times, and people have had them, but gosh, there's so much we can do and so much more we know now in terms of, um, you know, really training your body and, and preparing your body um, for doing what you want to do, what sports and activities you want to be able to do. We have so much to talk about, so many questions. I'm really looking forward to having you back for more of these if you would like to. And today, I would really like to chat with you about, you know, what can we do to prevent injury from happening in the first place? Yeah, I tend to look at the knee as something as a, a fairly fragile joint in the body. And especially with uh, snow sports instruction, you're dealing here with a very diverse uh number of individuals from age to kind of our lifestyles everything it, it's a very wide range of athletic ability who are doing something where we are kind of putting our bodies at risk right i mean snow, snow sports snow skiing snowboarding um they're unique sports in a way in that there's so much rotation you know and that you're sliding downhill in a direction and rotating 
at the same time and alternating back and forth. So there really isn't um, a whole lot that you do in the off season that mimics that. Um, and so a lot of people will kind of expect that they can just sort of jump right back into it. You know, they were doing it last year and then, you know, they're doing their summer season sports and you just sort of think you should just be able to fall right back into it. Um, but without properly training your body and kind of, kind of connecting that bridge from uh, your regular workouts and regular fitness routine, maybe it's lifting weights, maybe it's, you know, riding a bike, uh, maybe it's running. And then all of a sudden switching gears to sliding downhill and rotating and weight shifting. Right. I mean, those are, (laughs) there's, there's a difference there. There's a gap there and training the right way. And when I say training, I don't mean, you know, a, a, 25 year old hitting the gym super hard and, and actually training, but training is just sort of the word I'm using right now for just the right progression of movement and exercise. And, um, and so doing the right types of exercise and doing them the right way that start to train your body in those planes of motion that are more similar to snow sports um, and kind of building your body back up again to, you know, to be ready for that demand. And what would that what would that exercise regime kind of look like in the off season? Yeah, I mean, I like to, you know, certainly always, you know, your cardio and your endurance in, in regular um, strength training is definitely good, and that creates a good foundation. Um, but what I like to do, kind of as a progression or sort of a lead into the season, is becomes a little more sport specific, and um, kind of help turn that strength and that general fitness into more um, applicable to sport performance. And so more applicable to skiing or snowboarding or whatever your sport is. And, you know, unfortunately there isn't just one exercise or one, one set of exercises to do. Um, And especially, like you said, everybody's coming from different places and, and different activities and different lifestyles and different levels of, experience on their joints, um, levels of wear and tear or, or histories, history of injury that they might be dealing with. Um, but I kind of, kind of group it into, we like to address strength, balance, landing mechanics or, or absorbing vertical forces, agility and flexibility. So working in those components into more sports-specific type exercises. So that just means the movements are starting to mimic what you would do on the mountain. And so we add those planes of motion um, and start adding um, like what we call eccentric control in in strengthening. So it's more um, lowering down and absorbing force and transferring your weight. Um, so like I said, there isn't one specific exercise or three exercises to do that really check that box, but, um, you know, it's, it's kind of how I led to create this, this whole ACL strong program and the, the, co- the course for snow skiers and snowboarders is because there's, there's a lot to try to fit in. It doesn't have to be complicated. You just have to kind of do the right ones, the right way, um, the right exercises, the right way. And, and like I said, not overcomplicate it, um, but just progress appropriately. 
Now, please tell us a little bit about ACL Strong and where can we find out more information about that? So ACL Strong is a is a it, it's really an injury prevention or resilience um, training program um, that I designed, and really it kind of came out of this this gap that we have. You know, we know you know started off, of course, with ACL injury prevention and. There's been a lot of research on ACL injuries and ACL and preventing these types of injuries. And there's a certain type of training that we know works. It's very well proven that a certain type of you know exercises, typically neuromuscular training exercises. So it's kind of like the, the group of exercises I was just talking about with your strength, balance, landing mechanics, agility, those types of exercises. They're proven to help if, if you do about a four to six week training program. But the problem that I see is that people aren't doing it. And maybe one reason is because it's not that easily accessible to the people who really need it. You know, there's there's athletes on a field or court and there's athletes on the snow. And if they need to kind of wait for someone else to give them this program, then they're not they may not have access to it, I guess. Um, so part of it, you know, the development of ACL Strong was let's make a program that's accessible, super easy to do, convenient, and give it to the people directly, the people who need it. Um, and then the ski industry really, really jumped on board with it. And I've it, it evolved over the years. Um, we've been working with PSIA actually for, I want to say six years now, since maybe 2018. Um five, six years and evolved because I really saw how the variety, you know, you had just mentioned the, the spectrum of instructors that we have. And, you know, there's, there's people who are, have done it forever and they plan on doing it forever, skiing and teaching and being out on the mountain. And then there's, uh, you know, and we want to help them really maintain knee health, um, stability and longevity right? Add, add years to their career. If you just get the right types of exercises in and take care of your knees the right way, um, and reduce excessive force that, that leads to wear and tear. If I can help people do that, then I can help them keep doing what they love longer. Um, and so ACL strong really just kind of developed from there. And we have what's called the snow course, or this release coming out is called snow and beyond. Um, because people really discovered that this isn't just for snow sports. This is good for my, you know, what I do in the off season also, and what I do in my outside life and, and, um, just day to day living. Because when you do these types of exercises that really help to strengthen the muscles around the knee to help support it, we restore range of motion, give you the mobility to move and, and sort of combat the stiffness that starts to set in over time. If we can address those deficits early and resolve them and start to normalize the, the, what the knee is supposed to do in the rest of the body, then we can prevent injuries or we can slow the progression of um, arthritic changes or, or worsening, you know, chronic conditions. So people find that they start feeling better all of a sudden when they get stronger and they are moving better. Um, so that's, so anyway, the, the ACL strong course is actually available on PSIA, uh, e-learning platform. And, um, yeah, we've been partnered with them for a few years now and it's great. I absolutely love working with, uh, this population, working with instructors and we have a lot of fun doing it. 
Um, I have the exercises just all laid out. Um, do this, you know, do this set of exercises for week one, then move on to week two, do these exercises, then move on to week three, do these exercises. And I really just, I like to hold your hand and walk you through the exact exercises to do. Um, and then I love being available for questions, for modifications, for, you know, if someone has, has been through a lot with their knee and or their hip and they have questions on how to modify something i'm in i love talking about that and helping kind of navigate and figure out what works for you because again everybody is different but when we start with fundamentals and we start with um just basic movement patterns and then get those down when you start moving well then you can start adding resistance so often people tend to want to jump to more complicated exercises or movements or um you know lifting weights and turning and twisting and and jumping at the same time but if you don't really have the foundation first of moving well without resistance then you're really not ready to add that complexity to it does that make sense very much so and question for you i started teaching when i was 23 years old and I'm turning 61 this year, um, and people hate it when I say this, but I'm sorry, age is not just a number. <laughs> I still see myself as much younger, but I mean, the body changes. And taking that into account, I mean, the way I train for other sports changes, and uh, recovery is a lot more important than it. I think it used to be. Um, but the way we approach these exercises for ACL Strong, is it the same for our diverse population in instruction? So your body has, so in ACL Strong, I have different levels and different ways to modify it. So based on where you're coming from and what your capacity is today or the day that you're doing it, there's a level that's right for you. And during the course, I like to teach you how to figure out which level is right for you and and then do that one um i do have a couple of levels for many of the exercises because there there is such a spectrum and and there's people who want more and there's people who need to who want to scale it down and they want to stay low impact um and again really work on the movement and the fundamentals first so i do cater to both of those groups and everything in between for that reason because that's all out there and part of it is you learning what your body needs and what's right for you and what pain is okay to push through and what pain isn't right. Because there's, there's a difference. We don't want to push through all pain, right? You may end up more aggravated than, than you were before. Um, so kind of learning your body and how to respect what your body needs and when you're pushing it too much and when to back off and when your body's saying, yeah, I can handle that. Let's take it a step further. And, and then you're actually, you know, progressing yourself to the next level. So in the program, I definitely have options for wherever you are. Um, you know, like you said, recovery is a big deal. Recovery is really important. Um, a lot of times we just don't take time for recovery. And so I actually, I like to incorporate that into it. Stretching, flexibility. Flexibility is one of those things that if we're not, once you get past like 25 years old, something like that, um, if you're not working on it, then you're, then you're getting stiffer. So if you're not actually 
So to stay at your level, you actually do have to do some regular stretching. And so we tend to just naturally get kind of stiffer over time. And flexibility is one of those things that's a little underrated. People don't value it enough. And just taking the time sometimes to stretch and work on your hip mobility and work on your lower back mobility or thoracic spine, that's your mid-back. All of those play into how the body moves. It is all so connected that you know stiffness through your hip might might lead you to compensating at your knee and over twisting and having um, some pain in your knee. But it might be secondary to okay, we need to actually work on stretching through the hip first. So you know, there's there's plenty of times when I have patients or someone who um, you know has has some discomfort. Let's just let's back up a minute and start with flexibility and let's make sure our range of motion is good at that joint and the neighboring joints. And then we can start building up from there. But again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier is is getting the fundamentals down, getting down to the basics, moving well first and then building up from there. Well, Leslie, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us on first chair. Anything you want to add in conclusion? No, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. And if you've um, anybody's taken the ACL Strong course, thank you for for being a member. I love this group. And if you are thinking about taking it, jump in, um, join us. We have a cool community, um, and we do some some live stuff as well. And we have an interactive space, so it's a lot of fun. Members like to stick together and and help each other out. So we're all in this doing it. You know, we want to just keep doing what we love for as long as possible. And whatever that is, whatever your sport is, activity is. And and, uh, I love helping people be able to do that. Dr. Leslie DeRozier, thanks so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. From the PSIA ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon, I'm George Thomas.